You're listening to the Build Shapes Podcast, presented by Midco Sports Network. This November, we're thankful not only for family, friends, the great country we live in, Red Sox baseball, etc., but for Midco Sports Network's coverage, specifically of North Dakota athletics. We got live football, hockey, and basketball coming your way all season long, plus North Dakota Hockey Central on Friday nights, and the ongoing UND football web series day by day on Midco SN's YouTube channel. A lot to be thankful for indeed. That's Midco Sports Network. This is how we do sports. And this is the Bill Chaves Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Bill Chaves Podcast, episode number 15, recording this on a Veterans Day, Monday morning, November the 12th, a day to remember and to celebrate and to be thankful for, along with producer David Folsky, athletic director Bill Chaves. I'm Alex Heinertz. Bill's stepping up this morning, by the way, and, and doing a little pickup work to make sure that Dave is here to, to make this happen. It's all a big team. That's what it all is. You know, no job too small, no job too big. You just get it done, right? I mean, yeah. roll your sleeves up and get it done. Temps and the teens uh, this weekend and today here in Grand Forks, David's car, not not working properly this morning. Just so sad, a bit sad. Tough, tough. Yeah, the, 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 the car's a bit sad today, yeah. but we'll be okay. <laughs> David figures it out. I mean, we all do. I mean, as we cross over with all these sports. That's right. I mean, you just figure it out. I mean, you put, you make sure you have a big old whiteboard and you, you make sure you have it all. Fi- <laughs> Much like you all, right? I mean, yeah, there's just yeah. many things going on. Connecting the dots. So, yes. So Bill Chaves, the enterprise rental car of athletic directors, picking up. Yeah, we'll just we'll just do it all here. No no worries. Not not a problem. Well, a ton to get to on the podcast today because it is a as we've talked about a lot. This is again November the the nexus of all these different sports crisscrossing and now postseason arriving for our fall sports and coming now in a big way with volleyball set to start the conference tournament this Friday. Football one week left in the regular season and then of course hockey and basketball still just at the beginning. Let's maybe begin with with football because that really was a big moment this weekend. Senior day for UND football and Bubba Schweigert. A big 17-10 win over Portland State. A game they had to have to keep their postseason hopes alive. Not the prettiest game from start to finish, but they again, a, a great job by this team finding a way to get the win and get to 6-4. and four. So what, what's there a saying out there, right? And I think the committee will be using this at some point for, for, for teams. They don't ask how, just how many, right? That's it. They just ask how many. And so... You know, I, I mean, I think a couple things, you know, we have had, you know, I'll, I'm going to take the UW game and, and put that aside. So, so at this stage of the game, we're kind of six and three, right? Mm-hmm. In FCS play. And boy, of those three losses, two of them were painful losses, really painful yeah. losses. And, uh, and again, I, you know, when we look at, you know, our resume, eventually, if, if knock on wood, we're, we're fortunate enough to win down in Flagstaff. You know, it's funny when we've won games, we've won them. And in uh, this this week aside, because um, it was obviously only a touchdown game, but when we've lost, it's been within a score. Yep. And so, uh, so you know, th- those are tough, tough games. I, you know, I kind of felt like the Weber game. Weber did a great job. I I, I thought that you know that. That score, even though within a score, I felt like, you know, Weber was certainly, I thought, the better team that day. But we hung in there. Mm -hmm. We hung in there and fought. And then the other two games, I I thought, boy, we we could have found a way. And those are just the way the season goes. And so, you know, everything's kind of back out 
in, in front because the way this past weekend went, you know, it's just interesting. That's why you play them all, right? I mean, yeah. you can, you can, and so I'm saying, you know, when we have, I think for fodder with the, uh, um, with the NCAA, we look at some of the uh, top 10, I think they've kind of reduced it due to some degree and that's fine. I, and no worries, but you still have to play the entire season. And then once you get to the end, then you assess. Yeah. And so, so anyways, all that to be said, uh, yeah, a lot of interesting things around the country. Yeah, it's hard right now, I think, to, to really see the full playoff picture because even with only one week left, there are so many teams that are currently six and three, you know, even some that are kind of yeah, in, in that boat. Where they're just, I mean, seven and three. No one really knows how no you're going to finish up. And, and that's, that's the key. Next week, obviously, you're going to have a better picture. But even still, until Sunday when the collection committee gets together and makes their decisions, we still won't know. North Dakota could win this weekend, get to seven and four feel like they've done enough and, and end up not quite being able to cross the finish line. Or it could be the opposite. You could get there. Things could shake out the right way. And, and you could be the first the one in it's one of the first ones in yes, for sir. however it goes. So you just, you never, ever know. So you, the bottom, bottom line is you have to take care of your own business. But yeah, there's certain, you know, teams that won this weekend and, you know, they appear to have the same record as, as us. But that, you know, the good news for us is today we have six division one wins Mm -hmm. that is an accurate statement and so others might have six but they may only have five division one wins and that's just part of the part of the deal and it's part of scheduling and it's hard to schedule and 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 everyone you know and where fan bases will get you know saddened if 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 that ever occurs where some school say doesn't make the cut but then they had one less division one game well sometimes just you know incredibly tough to schedule certain games um, talk us through what the committee is looking at, because you mentioned a moment ago, it's not so much about margin of victory necessarily or, or style points. It's about how many wins did you get? You know, who did you beat over the course of the season? But what what is that room, that experience? What's that like? What are they really looking for? And, and what gives you a chance? Well, I, be candid. I've never been in that room. Correct. So, so yeah. I, I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, I that's probably the real answer. I don't know because I've not <laughs> been there. What I've been told, though, mm-hmm. uh, I, over having done this now for many years, um, you know, I, I don't want to say things have evolved or changed, but sometimes on a given year, I, I'll be – I think each – set of teams that are vying for those 14 uh, at-larges. I don't want to say the criteria changes, but I think some of the things they might emphasize could change. Mm-hmm. And so they never, in a sense, want to put themselves in, a, I think, a black and white box. I, I don't think that. And so they kind of give themselves some ability to maneuver a little bit, which makes some sense because there could be some oddities on, an, on, an, on a year that you just can't think of. Of course. But yeah. – all that to be said, um, you know, all, all the teams around the country have one thing that they can do, just control what's in front of them, and that's it. And then you put your case out there. But, you know, it's funny. I was trying to look at some tendencies or, or some things or trends, I guess. Or, you know, in, in when John plays uh, Santiago, we're 5-0 we're, we're and of our six wins. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, with him back on the field, you know, I think that makes a difference. I think those are the types of things that make a difference. I do think margin of victory, you know, uh, uh, versus, say, margin of defeat is, is, I think, something that is fair. I mean, because we were never out of any game. 
and and so i think those things make a difference and so i don't know i mean you know i think we got to go to flagstaff play a team that didn't play this week yeah interestingly yes smoke situation in sacramento again because of all the wildfires the game gets essentially canceled because you can't find a time but to make still it made up. the trip still made the trip yep still know, which flew up. that's always sort of you know you'd say you know maybe are we at a disadvantage because uh team didn't play the week before well it ended up becoming i guess a bye week in a sense for them but they actually had to make the trip and you've yeah. been on those trips that there's a lot of moving parts on those trips and you know and, and in some ways that could have been really hard on a team weird weird to say that but to have to sit around and then not know if you're going to play right mm-hmm. changes your mindset and you are we are we doing this are we not what's going on and obviously i think they've both universities made the right call when you saw what the air quality was like in Sacramento. It just was not going to be conducive to playing. And you've been a part of that, obviously, in Cheney as well in your time at Eastern Washington. When yeah. sometimes, because of those fires and the situation there is, you just don't want to put kids at risk for having to try and go and work hard and compete while you're trying to breathe in air that's yeah, just I, not going to be I, good I, for I learned you. enough about the air quality piece, and there's a lot of different pieces to it to some level. And even though the numbers that they had, you know, and, and I don't know this, but I know in Cheney, Spokane, where they were give, getting the uh, um, uh, the readings from were not necessarily in Cheney. Mm-hmm. It was actually in a, another p- uh, part of Spokane. And in, in its crazy to say, but even 15 miles apart, sometimes the air quality can change drastically. Sure, sure. And, and so, but you, you have to be careful, right? I yeah. mean, there's two things on that one. It, it's both the, the, obviously the, the competitors, but it's also the fans and everyone else. And, and, and to some degree from what I've understood and heard is in some ways, certainly if you have asthma, that's one thing off, put that off to the side. But, but if you don't normally 18 to 22 year olds, at high peak performance are usually okay in that scenario. It's really sometimes it's your fans coming in sure. that, that could mm-hmm. be affected. And so all that to be said, um, I, they probably made the right decision. Obviously, they, they were erring on the side of uh, safety for sure. And uh, But that's just kind of a weird scenario for them. So, you, you know, it's tough when you kind of build up all week and then yeah. you kind of don't play. Kind of like what happened with South Dakota State, right? Very, very similar. Yeah, for sure. So unique situation with that. Um, yes, I have to go to see referring to the Iowa State game at the beginning of the Correct. season when the game was called off during lightning. And that, yep. then they got a couple of plays in and then had to just abandon the rest of the game. Yeah, it's tough. So UND taking on Northern Arizona, a team that obviously began the season ranked inside the top 20 and, and had high hopes for a big year. Their star quarterback, Case Cookus, has missed the majority of the season with a shoulder injury. He's not back and will not be playing in this football game. But still a, a team, even though their playoff hopes are done, a very proud team. Jerome Sowers has done a great job with that program over the last two decades or so. And a difficult place to go play, certainly down at the walk-up Sky Dome. So that game, by the way, 3.30 this Saturday. It'll be on Midco SN, by the way. Excited to bring that yeah, game thank back. thank you. Thank you. Midco SN 2 will be the destination for that one as the USD-SDSU game is airing on our primary channel during that time. But... Uh, excited to get that game back uh, to bring it to everybody. And so, uh, again, as you said, win, give yourself a chance, lose, that window pretty much shuts. But they did the job this week, certainly, and gave themselves one more week to at least put a little bit of some some more – another team to think about, certainly, in the committee's mindset if you get to 7-4 and four, oh, you keep no yourself question. on the table. No doubt about it. And I, I'll go one step further. I, I'll say, you know, to, you know, again, if, if things go well, I, I think – you know, if you look at us again, you go back to some of the losses that we had that we were just, you know, right there one possession away. 
I just think, you know, it's all about matchups. Sometimes it's about health, right? I mean, all of that. I mean, we would be an incredibly, um, how should I say, a difficult opponent for folks. I mean, we yeah. do some things that uh, others in the country just don't do, cannot do. And so, uh, um, so uh, you know, knock on wood, it's it really, it's in our, it's our, it's in our domain, though. I mean, we've got to go there where they're very tough place to play. Like you said, it's altitude. It's, there's a lot of other things that, that kind of uh, play into it, but you know, we just have to have a great week of practice and then figure it out from there. Well, it should be fun again. 3.30 this Saturday, Midco SN2. If you can't make the trip down to Flagstaff, obviously excited to bring that game back on our airwaves. And then by the time we talk on this pod next week, we'll know if you are these in the playoffs or not. We'll either have conclusion to the season or be looking forward to a first round playoff game. So exciting yeah. stuff to think that that's, that's just next week. It is. We're at that point in the season. 11, 1130 Central on Sunday, ESPNU is the uh, is the actual selection show. So it's an hour long selection show. And uh, yeah, I you know, it, this one's always a tricky one, too. You know, I, I feel for our staff, you know, I mean, the, the one thing I do do is, uh, I, you know, well, I try to pick people up. I try to do other things <laughs> because at the end of the day, I, I, I appreciate what they do and mm-hmm. I try to stay out of their way to some degree. I mean, because I, I'll tell you what, the crossover, Alex, is unbelievable. We got Kyle on the road. He's doing he's doing play by play for women's basketball right now. Right. I mean, so you've got, um, you know, Paul has been on the road with men's basketball and it's just it's just a lot of different moving parts and it's just uh you're just uh you know i'm thankful for what our our staff does yeah you mentioned again all that group kind of in the midst of this season switch one of those guys that is doing double duty right now is alec johnson who's the sid for volleyball and for men's basketball as well and his volleyball team now has extended their season they're going to be playing in the summer league tournament this year a five seed out in denver coming this friday uh, and again, the season didn't end the way they wanted to in terms of regular season success on the court. They got swept down at USD on Friday, I believe. But because of North Dakota State's win over Oral Roberts and then their loss against USD, here we are into the conference tournament with a shout to you never know, make some noise out in the Rocky Mountains. Yeah, I, you know, I just was uh, interesting the way that uh, the, the last week played out. You wouldn't have assumed that at all, and that's why you play him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, in talking to Coach Pryor, and I, I, there's no doubt that he's disappointed, I guess is the best way of putting on how the end result probably the, the net net of the record is. But, you know, there is just a long, winding road with that, uh, a lot of injuries. And, and again, teams just sometimes have those types of years. But I was, I was um, you know, excited to see the team make it because I think there's so many youngsters on the team playing. I think getting to those uh, tournaments, those are check marks. Like, like they get there, and now they're there. They see it. Uh, regardless of what transpires, they don't have to think about it next year. The expectation is, again, we, that's what we do. And then uh, hopefully as we get uh, experienced, uh, away we go. Yeah, it's, it's an exciting opportunity. Obviously, you're playing a Purdue-Fort Wade team in the 4-5 game Friday at 3 o'clock. That's a team they've not taken a set off yet this season. But – you never know. It is a one-off situation. And North Dakota, as you mentioned, has just been – we just have been ravaged by illness and injury and trying to put – sometimes, honestly, like round round pegs and square holes. Talia Flores, who's been a defensive player of the week in the Summit League multiple times this season, is playing outside hitter. Like, they're just – they've had to pull red shirts off kids. So they've just been able to kind of grind out 
this season, not always nope. in terms of wins, but yep. but now you, you get, like you said, you give yourself a chance yep. and, and you never know what can happen when you put it up on the court. That's right. That's right. And, and sometimes, you know, you go in a little looser, right? I mean, sure. at some no point. No expectations th- at this Really, point. I mean, at this point in time, everyone's got a little number next to them mm-hmm. and, and they're supposed to, like, that team we're playing on Friday is supposed to beat us because yeah. their number's higher than our number, but it doesn't always go that way. Yeah, so be on the lookout for that again this Friday. Be sure to tune in and, and see what's what's going on out at from Magus, Magnus Arena. And again, if you want to does beat Purdue Fort Wayne they would get a very difficult date the following day against the hosts Denver who obviously are are very very good but you never know again like I said you just never know great that they've made it this far we'll be watching uh, I know this you can't win if you don't make it you can't win a tournament if you don't that that I do know I mean there's not there's not a lot I know trust me and many people will tell me that but I mean at the end of the day if you're not there going to be tough to win Sage wisdom. <laughs> Fifty-two years. <laughs> that's that's what you get over the course of your life. If that's we've learned right. one thing, that's right. Yeah. Well, it, it's just like the NFL playoffs. I mean, sure. you'd be the one or two seed because I know you can't lose the first weekend. Not a bad place to be. FCS playoffs, same thing. Top eight top seed. Eight. Mm-hmm. You know what? Be a top eight seed. No, it can't lose the first weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know they might be. You know, you have a bye. It's a long time in between. Eh. You know what? Then go play the first weekend if you if you're that sad about it. <laughs> <laughs> so volleyball in postseason mode. Football hoping to get there after a win this weekend. Hockey and basketball again just starting their campaigns. You yep. and the hockey, by the way, a great run, five straight wins that continued into this weekend with the split against a good Miami Red Hawk team on the road. First true road series of the season for yep. Brad Berry's team. They're a little banged up right now, losing some guys in that bit. Friday night series, but managed again to still come out of Oxford with a win and a loss. Yeah, uh, you know, sir. Certainly, uh, you know, I thought their goalie was really good. I mean, really, really good. And he played great on Saturday. And I thought, talked to Brad a little bit, and I thought, you know, his his comment was fair too. A little bit, we were chasing the game on on Saturday a yeah. bit, just trying to trying to get to trying to get to even, and then trying to get ahead. And uh, um, but you know, hopefully uh, some of our guys will get healthy. I know Nick couldn't couldn't go on Saturday, so he had hit the I think what. He hit two crossbars in a in a post or something like that. I, I think he, mm-hmm. you know, on Friday night. So he must have been buzzing around a little bit. So uh, you know, hopefully we can get him back. We'll see. You know, obviously got Western Michigan this weekend, and uh, always difficult in the NCHC. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, first NCHC series of the week of, of the of the season for North Dakota. They continue that play back here at home against Andy Murray's Broncos again on Friday and Saturday. You mentioned Nick Jones again, a big faceoff guy for this team. Of course, had scored a big goal the week before against Wisconsin, uh, and then yeah blocked a shot you mentioned he was buzzing around offensively had a big shot block right at the end of the game on Friday to preserve the victory and then was out with that injury on Saturday different guys having to kind of reshuffle and they didn't have Ludwig Hoff who's another one of their centers who didn't make the trip with a lower body injury and so Brad Berry trying to just get guys in the right spots and, and kind of roll it out there and, yeah I think he had to move Dixon to center and so there was yeah. a, you know so so well it's just part of the deal right part of the I deal. mean just just that's it so uh but there were some you know definitely different uh uh you know, different chemistry when that occurs. And so, uh, you know, hopefully some of our guys get back, uh, you know, and get back and who knows what the extent of, you know, their time off was. Yeah. I don't know. We'll find out. Probably we'll know much, much better here by midweek. Yeah, interesting. It was this this point, hockey especially, and you probably agree with this, hockey is sort of the most – 
uh, clandestine sport when it comes to injury news. And you don't really know exactly how long these guys are out or what the specific injury is. It's just, you know, oh, it's an upper body. Oh, it's a lower body thing. Oh, he's day-to-day, and and you never know. You just you just don't know. Yep. Yeah, they're either in the, the lineup or they're not, right? And when it, when it all happens, I, actually, I think football's kind of gone to that a little bit, too. A little more so. A little yeah. bit more so. And, and, you know, the because, Belichickian stance yeah, of a little, yeah, little bit, keeping but, the cards close to the vest. You know what? But, but, but what's tough is this um, – and it's, I don't know where you go with this, but it, truly it changes day to day. Mm-hmm. So, so like you could ask me Monday at, at, you know, 10 01 and it could be way different by Tuesday at 11 AM. Mm-hmm. And it's just so, so I think it's, you know, I think the broader concept of just look, yes, there's something <laughs> and we're working on it. And they, they are student athletes more than anyone want to play the game. Yep. And, and so they're trying to do everything they can to get there. But our medical staff, you know, led by Steve Westering has done a great job and they want to make sure and protect, you know, these, uh, our, our student athletes as best as possible and we'll never put them in harm's way. So, so, so it's literally sometimes all the way to the end where, where you really don't know. And again, we see it in football all the time. Mm-hmm. They go do warmups and then you just don't know how you feel that day. Yeah, that's, especially in physical sports like that where you just are grinding yourself over the course of a long season and yeah in hockey you're putting your body out in front of pucks being shot at you at 100 miles an hour in football you're trying to block people and getting turned into the ground and all that stuff and and even honestly in basketball volleyball other sports as well when you're jumping and running and you're so much physical activity if a muscle is just a little bit on the men's or a little bit weak or, or for whatever reason and you feel that twinge there's no sense in trying to push no. through that and make that worse and put no your doubt. season at risk. And the, you know, the, as we know, not not every part of your body is protected, right, in any of these sports. And so, uh, so you just sometimes it's just you know luck of the draw as far as where a puck might end up going as you're trying to block it or you know hitting the floor in volleyball. So it it, it is challenging, but I you know I appreciate our medical staff and uh, you know they they work on it hard every single uh, day to, to 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 make sure that our our student athletes are one healthy and make sure that they can uh, you know give themselves the best chance possible to play. Yeah, switching over from hockey, who again, as you said, split with Miami, coming back home against Western Michigan this weekend. Basketball, both men and women on the road this weekend, and successful road trips this weekend. A couple of big wins for the women over Valpo by by six out in Indiana on Sunday. The men getting a win in Milwaukee by three on Saturday. Both similar, though. Similar, both similar games. At the, similar at the end. It felt, felt the same way, didn't it? Didn't it? It yep. was a uh, hold on. <laughs> grip um uh, we're okay we're going through some turbulence and uh you know just know that the 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 um how should i say that the 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 staff the pilots they're fine with the turbulence mm-hmm. but maybe the passengers weren't so good with the turbulence it was like a swift air flight like we'll get you down is we'll, get the official you down. Motto. we'll get you down we'll, we'll get, get we'll you get, down. we'll get wheels down and get you on we, the ground we got you there Might be a little rough on the way um Two big wins, though, I really, for these two teams. The men now 2-0 and on the season after, uh, obviously, a pretty comprehensive win over Northland earlier in the week, and then uh, a good a good road win over Milwaukee. The women who fell on the road at Syracuse, who's one of the best teams in the country, uh, played with them for a little bit and then just kind of got overpowered. For them to bounce back like that, you know, against another mid-major team, uh, I think early, early returns, I think, good for two teams that were really are introducing a lot of new players into the fold. Yeah, you know, I, I thought it was... Uh it was good for both of them, uh, you know, to, to be able to find a way. And, and I, uh, you know, we, we kind of chuckled to some degree, you know, holding on, but I'll tell you what, it, it shows a lot for the teams to be able to, to figure that one out. And, you know, the ladies, uh, it, you know, 
I, certainly Brew probably was, you know, it was tough for him to watch us miss free throws, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just, and I'm sure our kids were struggling with that too. Holy cow, we just have to close out the game and just yeah. hit some free throws. And we just, we, we let them stay in the game. And, and they did a good job hanging in. They hit a couple of big threes to, to kind of hang around, but uh, we found a way. And then the guys, yeah, they uh, think, you know, I thought, I listened to Brian after the game uh, and, you know, I thought his, you know, whole thought process of you know you just can't put everything in with all of these new faces so mm-hmm. so you, you're just checking it off but you know our press offense which you know again they had to get to a point where they were pressing us you know we probably just haven't you know that assignment hasn't been done yet <laughs> in class you yeah. know what i mean yeah, we just right. haven't gotten we haven't, there we haven't got to that chapter yeah yet. And, yep. and so you got the test and you're like uh yeah we haven't gone over this yet yeah. and you know not that and again you're saying oh, well of course we've played basketball all your life no on a team you, you you know, there's different spots, different places people need to know. And so, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there for sure. And my guess is, is they're probably doing it now to some degree because um, we got to that level and it probably n- no different than anything else. It, it's, it's fresh and they're going to be able to just say, okay, if we get to this point, this is where what we have to do. Yeah, a good time of the season to be tested like that, of course, with non-conference play it's going great. through. You get a chance to, to figure out some of that stuff before the games really do start to matter, of course, in summer league play. Which do is they have a test on Wednesday at all? I think they have a – it's open notes, it was my understanding. Oh, at, is it? At Kentucky. Oh, I think it's Kentucky? an yeah, – Yeah, I think so. Oh. Yeah, they only get – you know. They're one of the best teams in the country in oh, Rupp Arena. So. We get to play them. <laughs> <laughs> what, what an awesome thing, though. And, it's great. And just, just an unbelievable opportunity for those kids to get to go and really make some lasting memories against guys who are going to be playing in the NBA for a long, long time. Yeah, I uh, I, I say that, you know, as, as a little bit of a chuckle. I think it's an awesome opportunity for our guys. I mean, it, you know, if you can go to Rupp Arena, if you can go to Fog Allen, if you can go to, you know, Cameron, if you can go to any of these places, Assembly Hall, you know, it, Right down the list, right? Poly yeah. Pavilion. I mean, I, it, th- those are just, you know, the, the, the mecca of college basketball. And when you look back historically and read all, you know, anything about college basketball, these are the programs you're going to read about. So to be able to go there, I think, is an awesome experience. And, you know, hey, you know, no different, um, no different than what Bubba really wanted to do at UW to yeah. some degree, mm-hmm. figure out, you know, some of the things that, you know, I guarantee you the way um, Kentucky is and everybody is at the beginning of the season, there's going to be some things that we can hopefully exploit. And that's what we have to work on. And if we can do that, you know, I think you can always come out of that game with, hey, we were looking to do X and Y and we we're able to get that done. Yeah, you mentioned the Washington game for football this past year. Same thing with the women's basketball team playing at Baylor last year. Like you're testing yourself not just against the top, you know, 10%. This is the top 1%, you know, yeah. really in terms of talent and program prestige in the country in your particular sport. In the Cuse on the women's side, you know, they, yeah. they really could be, you know, I know they started off like at 18. I don't know what that means. I But what I do know what it means is they've got uh, enough talent that if they make the NCAA tournament, they could make a run. Yeah. They, they could be one of those teams, right? They made the Final Four they a few years ago. They were national runner-up. I mean, they lost to UConn in 2016 or whatever so, for I a mean, national title. Th- that, you know, they've, they've done a nice job kind of elevating to that next tier 
of women's basketball programs. And so, you know, who knows? You're going to look back and just say, wow, um, yeah, we had, we were tied at the end of the first quarter. And you know what? That team's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I would say so, 100%. So the men, of course, will hope for a similar result to be able to hang with, again, a team that had the number two recruiting class in the country and was was number two in the nation before they lost to Duke earlier this past week. But Is Duke any good? I Duke's okay, too. They got a couple oh. kids who aren't that bad either. It's, oh. <laughs> It's unbelievable, again, some of these programs. But again, it's awesome for our kids to get a chance to go experience that, test themselves against uh, teams like that and players like that. That's a, a great, great thing. So be sure to look for that. And, and yeah. their fan base. Exactly. You know that what same I mean? Thing. And that whole, like, whatever that thing is. You know, I mean, they're going to go into that whole blue thing. Yeah. And it's going to be great. Uh, so that's, again, Wednesday for the men at Kentucky. The women, by the way, also on the road this week at Illinois State on Wednesday, another good mid-major team. Yeah. So, and they've, they've stayed on the road this long November road trip. Sometimes they'll be able to dip back to Grand Forks and get a class day or two in because of the, the holiday and, and where they were at anyway. It just didn't make any sense to come back. They'll go out to normal and play on Wednesday. Uh, so, again, just good opportunities for these young teams the men, of course, with a couple seniors, the women as well. But for the most part, new look teams to learn about each other on the road in these situations and continue to build toward hopefully something special this year in the first year in the Summit League. Yeah, and that's why it's so incredibly important for our, our teams. You know, they all of our teams have their own calendar, their own schedule, their own, you know, how, you know, life goes with them. But, you know, all of our student athletes in those two sports have got to make sure that they do a great job in the classroom in September and October because, you know, one once the games start, you might miss a week here and there. And they're, they're really pretty darn good students. And so, but, but you have to get ahead of the game. Yep. So, I mean, it gives you, you know, you, you wonder, what do you learn? Well, you, you do learn time management. You do learn to figure out how to get ahead of it. And so that you're looking down the road, you know, a couple of months, literally. Mm -hmm. How does this 15 or 16 week semester play out? And, you know, where am I not going to be? And so then I've got to kind of figure those pieces out. Yeah, just another portion of being a student athlete at this at this yep. level. You've got to have that piece of it taken care of. And we talked we talked to the man that has you on the pod last week. If you didn't catch that pod, by the way, listen to it. It was really a fun dip into what that whole world is of academic advising. And then plus, obviously, the the hash do's are just fun in general. Yes. But um, but yeah, just just sure. But kind of remember, these kids are going through a lot as they're trying to go and perform on the court or on the field or on the ice and. There's a big team of people behind them, of course, to help them, but it's so much of it is on them to get their stuff done in the classroom when they're not going to be physically in the classroom over the course of a long season. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, anything else on your agenda right now? I mean, all these things are happening. We got just a, a busy, busy time of year. That's kind of the rundown of what was going on last week. What do you got? And what, men's hoop is at home, though, right? I mean, so we are at home on Saturday uh, against Minnesota Morris, I think, at 3 o'clock. So I just want to make sure I can get a little plug into that before we uh, – um, we dropped the puck that night too. So uh, we'll drop the puck on Friday night, Saturday night, and but we've got that afternoon game as well. That's a good chance again to see this this uh, this new look UND men's basketball team. Again, they, a lot, the women on the road for the entirety of November, the men a, a home date or two thrown yeah, in there in the non-conference. Yeah, I mean, Mix it up a little. Again, scheduling's just funny. I mean, I, you know, it, 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 here here's the, the simplest piece to think it through. If you're a top, let's just say, 40 team in either sport you're gonna have a lot of home games yeah. that's it and if you're not you're gonna <laughs> if you're not you're not <laughs> that's it and so then from there you know then it's home and homes yeah. and then it's kind of you figure things out and and you know 
I think some of the coaches are, are, are pretty good at, at looking out at two, three, four years and kind of figuring out, you know, what does that look like, mm-hmm. you know, as things happen. And then you play in these multi-team exempt ex- events, which this thing is for uh, us playing at Kentucky. And, you know, so there's just a lot of moving parts. Yeah. And then it's uh, facility availabilities, and, and there's just a lot of things that kind of go into it. Yeah, certainly. It's a, a job in terms of scheduling that I don't envy what you have to do and, and what, what your colleagues have to do at this level of figuring all those pieces out. It's a lot of stuff to kind of keep track and try and get as many home games as you can you that try. matter. You do your best. And that's, a, and that's really answering the question, just anticipating the question, how come we're not at home as yeah. much? Well, because there's just a lot of moving parts. Yeah. And, and, and if, we were, if I had to um, choose play all home games, I, we would choose that. Just want to let you know, we would choose that. So wondering if you, if we're just putting our, our, our kids on the road like that, no, we're really not. Yeah. One of the cool things, and you mentioned it a moment ago in terms of some of these challenge series with other conferences, the Summit League is joined up now with the Big Sky, which is going to be a big thing for basketball to have this challenge series every year where you kind of get, get a home some chatter home. about some other uh, conferences too, potentially. Uh, yeah, I heard the WAC is now kind of being involved, maybe, which, is, maybe. which is exciting. That might be a possibility. Maybe Horizon, maybe. I mean, I, I you know, I think, you know, it, it just makes a whole lot of sense. Mm-hmm. It just does. And um, I, I just, you know, I think you can do it uh, smartly, if you will, and you can pod teams into, like, where they are at that point in time. A lot of times, you know, you might just be hitting a reset and you might be in a rebuild mode. You might kind of be sort of one of those middling teams that could go either direction. Yeah. And then you kind of know sort of, hey, that 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 team is kind of on a upswing right now. They might be in the, for lack of a better term, the A pod, mm-hmm. A, B, C pod. And I think you could kind of do that. And so, so I think the best way of that occurring, though, is happening at the conference level yeah. because the conferences can kind of look at it a little bit more objectively than, sure. say, each individual school. And so, uh, but um, there are some conversations, and so stay tuned on that. Yeah, just because we're on this topic, so our listeners sort of know, basketball scheduling typically is kind of a year-in, year-out thing. Like, you're not necessarily looking ahead to the 2022 season right now. You're still looking ahead to just, just next year, and that's kind of a process that happens. Where football, for example, hockey, those are scheduled out a couple of years yeah. in advance. No doubt, no doubt. Um, it, 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 basketball, there might be a few that you've kind of looked ahead and it might be exactly what we're talking about sort of those conference sort of uh um you know uh affiliated uh games where the 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 conferences are kind of looking ahead four years or two three four years but you're right i mean the rest is kind of you're kind of doing it in real time it's and that and so the answer the question would be why um I don't know. It's just the way it's been done. I, 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 it, that has been that way for, for, for a long period of time. And so I think you've got some, some games that might be out a little bit, but those might be more unique. Those are outliers for whatever reason. Like you might need, you might know that you're going to go to one of those Maui events or whatever, sure. you know, let's just say if some you're, sort of pre-tournament or pre-season classic, you know, thing, like yeah. maybe today you're doing it in two or three years. Mm-hmm. And so, so all that to be said, yeah, that just been kind of the deal. And, and really what ends up happening is we sort of put parameters around. This is what we need to to for our 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 programs to look at while they're actually um kind of going down the path and then there's got to be ultra communication because you got to make sure you've got the facility available there's nothing there and so all of those things it it is interesting it is but you know you're right it is on the kind of on the year basis if you will from your chair how do you 
start though, I know we've talked about this briefly at different times over the podcast, but how do you start those conversations? And I'm curious, how do you get good at those types of things? Like making those connections to schedule these events? Oh, how, how do you get to the point as an athletic director where you can feel comfortable with saying, Hey, I'm confident that I can go in and I can call these people or I can get on the horn with this person. And make, I, I just take us behind the curtain yeah, a little bit. And how does that process work? You know, I, I think, you know, depend, again, it really depends on each sport by sport is a little bit different, but I think that the, the, the simple answer is everyone's in the same boat. So, so everyone's constantly scheduling. Everyone's trying to figure things out. And, um, yeah, I, you know, I think the second someone, you know, jumps into an AD's chair, they know pretty darn, uh, uh, right away i would say that you know you've got to fill your schedules right and so you got to figure that out and so that becomes really uh, important and then obviously the conversations about how do you schedule within the conference itself that's kind of the very first domino that you have to sure. have conversations to and then what does that look like and so there's always a lot of games like basketball there's always a lot of games kind of crammed in november and december if you think about it, then all of a sudden conference sort of happens in January, February, uh-huh. and it kind of spreads out a little bit. And so in, in the big sky, you know, when, when, and again, summit is a little bit different right now because we have the nine schools and we play on different days, but it was kind of the Thursday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. So it kind of was weird after January, I don't know, let's just say four, everything sort of spread out. So it's like you were really compact and then you were spread in those last two uh, months of the season. Uh, it's just interesting how it works. And then there's just dates and it's just, yeah. I mean, you know, volleyball, who knows if volleyball, obviously Denver, uh, I believe how it works. I believe I'm accurate. Denver won it last year. They're host this year. Mm-hmm. We win it at some point. We would be hosting possibly mm-hmm. this weekend. That's a, that would be tricky. Not that it couldn't be done, <laughs> yep. but that but with, would... With home basketball. With and home with, basketball, yep. we would figure it out. Yep. I mean, we just always do, but we would figure it out, but that becomes tricky too. Yeah, a lot of moving parts. Yep. With all those different sports. It's and, fun. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> where, in, the, in terms of things that you enjoy as a part of your job, Bill, not to rank things, but where, where does... The, is that something you do enjoy sitting down and figuring out schedules or is that more of the thing that... You know, I don't love doing this. This is something that just is not necessarily the most fun having to sort through and and get a schedule on paper. You know what? I'm not sure I really like it or dislike it. Yeah. I just know it has to be done. And I know <laughs> and I know we have to do it and give ourselves the best mm. opportunity uh to hopefully be as successful as possible and, and, and try to get as many uh, games in Grand Forks as possible. So, so that, that's kind of it. I don't, it's a good question. I, I just, it, it kind of really is an is thing. Yeah. I just come in and, you know, I meet with our, you know, I meet with the coaches that um, report to me. We meet for sure on a monthly basis. We talk on a daily basis, mm-hmm. but when we talk on a literal monthly basis, one of the things, one of the bullet items we talk about is scheduling. Yeah. I mean, and so I'm always updated on a monthly basis for sure. I, I don't need to know every day where we are with men's basketball scheduling for next year. Sure. But when Brian does come in, we talk about it so that we have, again, we start honing in the parameters. We know what the fence is so that we're both in the same fence mm-hmm. and then we keep narrowing it down to when, when we get a schedule. So there you go. That's it's behind not, the curtain. Yeah, there yeah. you go. I mean, Phil Chaves, neutral on scheduling. Yeah. Knows, knows it's important. <laughs> I, knows, knows we need games. <laughs> wow. Thanks. The President Kennedy didn't ask me that question no, in the no, interview that's, process. No, no, you know? but that's, that's good games. to know. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> 
This guy knows what he's doing. He AD understands. He needs games. Yeah, that's important, important for your teams. Awesome. Uh, no, that's I, I could see that be one, being one of those things that either some people really just dread because there is, I think, a lot of pressure associated with them. As you said, trying to get games at home, find games against teams that are competitive that people are excited to come see, but at the same time, too, knowing that you have to also play the game and balance things well, out and keep other teams happy and make and to make it all work in the context of a big calendar with all these programs involved. It's just a lot. That's a lot on your plate. Well, something that, and I'll, I'll even go one step further behind the curtain a little bit, is that next year is one of those years that you can play 12 football games. Oh, and right sure. now, I believe we're going to end up playing 11 games. I think that's the kind of the conversation that has happened prior to me getting here. But there were some pieces of the puzzle, and I think most folks would say, oh, automatically you're going to play 12 games. Mm. Uh, it depends. Depends on a lot of different variables and depends on what your schedule looks like with those 11, where bye weeks might be based on what c- could happen on the road versus not on the road. And so I think at this point in time, I think we're we're somewhat comfortable with the 11 at this point. But you know what? You never know. It's an opportunity could present itself. And I'm always open to a conversation. I mean, I you never know what's going to happen and you could move some pieces around. So that's why um Folks always need to know to some degree, you know, especially like in the football piece, you know, things can change. Yeah. You know, I've had conversations, I've had things happen where, you know, ESPN will call me and it has to do with a game that's a domino, three dominoes away that eventually dominoes to you and says, would you be willing to do X or Y? And then maybe do something, you know, moving forward. You know, the one was, I, I think in 2010, um, Eastern was supposed to play Oregon State, but they wanted the two brothers to play. They were from Texas, the Roger brothers, Rogers brothers, Jack Wiz and someone else. Oh, sure. And, yeah. and to play down in Texas against, I think, TCU. So that then affected the Oregon State game, ended up playing them in 13, but ended up having to play Nevada with Colin Kaepernick. That was not great. Yeah. That, you know, you were thinking, oh, I'm changing out Oregon State for Nevada. But, you know, that was a On pretty good Nevada year, team. Yeah. So it's just you never know. Yeah. You never know. And so Chris. so all those things happen. And, you know, in football, as we've seen, is such a, um, you know, uh, physical game that you have to really think through, does it make sense to go to that 12th game? I don't think it's an automatic for yeah. sure. And uh, especially with only 63 scholarships, you have to be very thoughtful in that regard. Well, interesting. And it's interesting right now, too, when you think about valuing wins as the playoffs are around the corner and next year where that, that really gets kind of thrown out of whack when some teams, they'll, be, they'll have an extra game than some other programs. And how much does the committee value those types yep. of things and trying to balance that out with how does that affect the health of your team? But South Dakota State will be in that position They will this be year. this year. And there'll be and, some know, other teams NAU that will be too. would have been. Yep. So, so I think it happens anyways. Mm-hmm. And I think it's probably one of those you know scenarios where maybe – it gives you a thought process where you, you could play a non-D1 if you want to. And I, I don't want to call it a tune-up game because you can lose those games. Right. Trust me, you can. Um, but but ultimately, um, you know, that's sometimes a thought process because it could maybe bring another home game that's true. to you as well. Yeah. So, so all that to be said... Um, there are a lot of just like give and takes with all these scheduling yeah. conversations. Fascinating stuff. It's good stuff. A conversation that will continue on this podcast in the in the weeks and months ahead as things yes. become a little more crystallized. Yes. Um, well, flipping over from the A side to the B side, you've had an interesting sports weekend in terms of your your national affiliations with the Steelers playing on Thursday and, and putting up 52 points against a pretty good Carolina Panther team. And then 
your Tottenham Spurs with a another narrow 1-0 win, but a win nonetheless over Crystal Palace. And, and your Liverpool one? So no, yes, a tidy 2-0, yes, for, for the Reds. So keep in, trying to keep pace yes. with uh, with Man City, who took care of business over Man United in the, in the Derby, 3-1, I think, this weekend. So I don't know. you got to be feeling, I mean, for the, for the most part, Sox won the World Series just two weeks removed from that. Pretty good. Steelers all of a sudden look like a playoff team again, and they're clicking on all cylinders. Well, if it ended today, I, I think... I think they would be uh, a, they'd have a bye. They're ahead of the Patriots now with the Patriots loss yesterday. Oh, I mean, oh, so maybe, so so yeah. technically, yeah, they, they'd be actually the number two seed. How so so there's right. that. Um, but uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think Le'Veon Bell does not show up, and from what I guess, he's he, got till tomorrow. Tomorrow yeah. at like noon or something is like the deadline for him to. Report. And I guess what they're saying is they could franchise him again. They're not going to do that. They could transition tag him, whatever that means. Uh, but whatever that definition is, they could do that. I think they're just going to probably let him walk, and I think you get a conditional pick somewhere along yeah. compensatory pick, and it might be as high as like a third round draft pick, which wouldn't be the worst. No, goodness. you know, I mean, because so, really, truly, you know, I, it, it's probably the best case scenario at that point because. If someone wants to sign him, they're going to want to sign him to a longer-term deal, mm-hmm. which makes a whole lot of sense. And so, and if you can get a third-round draft pick, that's going to be a starter for you yeah, at for some sure. point in time. So on a rookie deal for five seasons, on I a mean, rookie deal. So and, and and Connor's played so well. So I mean, I think they have a shot. Yeah, I you know, l- l- funny little inside the Chiefs household is. Uh, um, my son, my son is a Carolina Panther mm-hmm. fan, and uh, yeah, um, you know, I just have a picture of him just kind of staring at the television set as it really wasn't great for him. And what's actually better about it all is that because of the way the NFL schedules, talking about scheduling, that's I've got bragging rights for four years. Yes, you do. I mean, four years, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. I mean, I think he, he did wake up. I think he was taking a shower, as most teenagers do, stumbling in, and he did see a little note on the mirror that said 52 to 21 <laughs> so you know just just making sure Dad, people knew twisting the knife a little oh, bit God, why wouldn't you and we're in so we're obviously we're in bill's office right now here in the hislop and to to bill's right is a picture of his son wearing a luke Cleekley jersey and just behind that there's a little pittsburgh steeler logo plaque yeah, up yep. in the corner. So that can, was made by my my uh, youngest son. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so that that was pretty good. So the, my youngest son almost kind of on my side too. Yeah. Although he's a Charger fan, not really a big big football fan, mm-hmm. but he uh, he does enjoy the Chargers, who are pretty good. Pretty good, pretty good this year. They're yes. pretty good. So yeah, so that was fun. Um, that was a lot of fun. In fact, little fun facts: um, most points scored in Heinz Field by the Steelers in eighteen years. Hey, and they pretty much quit. In the fourth quarter. Yeah. I mean, really, it was 52 points in three quarters. I hope Derek's listened to this. This is great. <laughs> this is awesome. Oh. Really good. It's a, Those Thursday night games this year have actually mostly been competitive. There have been some good matchups. But you're right. I think I turned it on about halfway through and saw that it was 35 to 7 or whatever it was at that point in the yeah. second quarter. I just couldn't believe... Because Carolina had been good. Carolina had won like six straight. They, they it's, couldn't a weird, block. it's a weird year. They yeah. couldn't block. They, they, they had, Cam had no time. Yeah. I mean, it was one of those weird, you know, and, and you think about how the, again, we're right back. Maybe this is the scheduling theme uh, pod, but back to the schedule, it's tough to play and have to go on the road, uh, you know, on yeah. that Thursday night. I mean, you, I, I think you're at a pretty darn good advantage as a home team mm-hmm. on that Thursday night. In fact, I, I don't know if uh, Derek was trying to, like, you know, make some sort of an excuse or something, but I think – I don't know if uh, road teams won on a Thursday night. Oh. 
so there that so there's that'd that be, yeah that'd be something to look up i so, I, I would I imagine mean, he's grasping right now because i mean at 52 <laughs> to 21 i mean it you really don't have was, much you, know, you, you don't have much yeah. yeah you don't have much but uh, you know the team that looks really good the saints huh wow they went into cincinnati Put just 51 i and, think right and, against and fired yeah. the defensive coordinator yeah. this morning gosh so there you go so there's that yeah the flip side of the afc north with the, the Bengals on the wrong side. Uh, of the on on the wrong yeah. side. That was crazy. Yeah, so, no, in Tottenham, yeah, I, I win three points, three points on the road. Yep. Yeah, kind of not great conditions. Looks a little cold and uh, yeah. rainy there. Ooh. Yeah, um, Sellers Park, not a fun place to go play when it's when it's wet and, and nasty like that. I had ne- Now, I follow the Premier League, I would say, pretty closely. I would say closer than most. Oh, no, you follow and, it close. And I had never – the kid who scored for Spurs, I had never heard of this young man oh, before. Oh, you didn't? No idea who you this didn't guy ha- You was. don't know what happened the week before? Uh, no, no, I guess oh. not. Oh, oh, so I get to bring something to the table. You do. I, I, I am Alex unaware. Heiner doesn't know. This is unbelievable. <laughs> so we, we, listen to me, we, as I'm wearing my Spurs hat this That's morning. That's the uh, I am representing this morning because, again, it's uh, the university is closed. Um, so the kid, I felt horrible for him. I guess he's had a couple different um, – he, he had a couple different uh, matches where he was pretty darn good. Hmm. But last week when they, when they won three to two, he was responsible for two uh, fouls in the penalty area. That's how oh. they scored their two goals. Hmm. That's not great. No, that is not great. So to, for him to kind of come back this week and get the game oh, wow. winner is pretty how good. How about that? This is uh, – well, I was – so last, last week in – in my defense, we've just had the uh, things have just been real weird, like just in terms of the way the schedule has sort of worked out and how like we've been so busy with hockey or football or being on the road with Vegas. And so the Latin with the international break and some of these types of things, I've not been able to watch as much EPL as I normally would have. Right. But because, uh, yeah, I saw yeah Julian or sorry, Juan, Juan Foyth is the young yeah. man's name. And I saw he popped up with the game winner and, and like watched the highlights and I just never had no no idea, like completely off my radar of who this kid well, is. Well, between him and, and Winks, I mean, they, they've got some young players yeah. that are pretty good. I mean, just my little, my eyes tell me that they need like one more like substantial sort of impactful player mm-hmm. that could go play against a Man City in a Liverpool these guys are good. They yeah. really are. They're younger. They're good. And I think from the, let's just say from teams 11 on in the table, n- not a problem. When you start going the other way, boy, you have to have some, you have to have some guys that, yeah. that can come in off the bench and make a, make a difference. Don't you think? No, I would agree. No, I think so. Especially at yeah, top, top six anymore. You, you kind of have to have a, a really strong starting 11 and you need to have basically one or two guys who could start for anybody else in the league, sort totally. of at every position. Totally. You, need, you need a, a top forward, you need a top midfielder, you need a top defensive mid, totally. you need a good winger, and you need a good central defender. Yep. All that can step in so you can rotate and be able to handle all these extra fronts. Because obviously Tottenham, just like Liverpool, just like Man City, you're all playing Champions League still. A lot of those teams, are, we've talked about this a lot, but you're also playing your cup competitions. Most of those teams are still alive in some of those. And when you've got a Champions League, like for Liverpool, for example, this past week, had a Champions League road trip to Belgrade at the middle of the week and had to rotate some guys because they had just come off uh, a very, you know, a taxing 1-1 draw against Arsenal at the weekends and lost to nothing to Red Star Belgrade, which was a bit of a surprise. But you, you, you can throw in, you know, a handful of guys in different spots, 
but unless they're of the quality and unless they're up for it. And obviously, they were going into a, a very hostile environment. Belgrade, not a fun place to go play if yeah. you're going to go on the road like that. And you have a couple of guys that maybe <laughs> represent Switzerland and some of the other countries kind of around Serbia that don't like you very much. It became a very, very hostile environment for Liverpool. And well, that's not, we're not going to get into that. But. But we did. But we did a little bit. I remember I was just listening, by the way, to a, a, a podcast this week where they were describing the scene. And you have to walk through this tunnel, apparently, in Belgrade to get from the locker room to the pitch. And it takes you about a minute to a minute and a half to sort of walk through. And it's like underground. And there is graffiti on the walls. And you're basically walking underneath the stadium. And the walls are kind of shaking a little bit. Like it's, it, it's this kind of this old cement, like kind of really Eastern European type feel. And you can hear the crowd and it just feels like the place is going to collapse on top of you. And you, you kind of walk out onto the field and it's just this sea of red haze and smoke from all the flares that have been lit. And it really kind of feels like you're in a bit of a war zone, really. It's an intimidating place to go play. And this is the type of thing you've got to do kind of in the midst of then playing right. a top six team at home and then going on the road. And it's just and you got to turn around and play again at the weekends. Um, scheduling, Bill. No doubt. The theme, it's it's just, scheduling. It's, it's scheduling. all about scheduling. It is. And, and it was good to see Arsenal. I mean, although they almost lost the match. But yeah, they, they should have the Wolves but, this weekend. Yeah. But but the point was okay. I, I, I end it with this. And, and I know you started. It's probably bookend, right, is to thank all the veterans. That, that is a good way to finish. You know, I mean, I, I mean, just, uh, you know, you, you think through, you know, we're incredibly lucky to be in this country, yeah. you know, and a lot of the stuff that, I guess it's discussed and talked about thankful that we can do that in this country. I mean, it's amazing. It really is. So thanks to all the veterans that yeah. are out there. Yeah. That freedom of discourse, you think about freedom of religion, you think about all the things that we're able to do, you know, it's, it's because of people that sacrificed over the course of the life for, for this country specifically over the last 250 years. But you think about it's the hundred year anniversary of armistice day on November 11th of 1918, the end of world war one, the, the people that just, kept going back and taking a stand for freedom and for just the, the good of the world. I mean, to make this place, the U.S. and planet Earth, hopefully a better place for the next generation to come. That took a lot of sacrifice. And yeah. it's, uh, it, is, it is humbling that we get a chance to chat about sports, to have I know the, the jobs that we have and to have these fun sort of sidetrack conversations about random stuff when really we're, we're very lucky that we have this. It's, it's yeah, a testament to that. No doubt. The... the uh you know, the ability for us to, uh, to, to be here and, and just, uh, know that when this country has had to rally, it's been able to rally. Mm -hmm. I mean, and it's all based on the people and then, uh, you know, in, in the, 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 the soldiers, the veterans that, that have, uh, you know, keep us safe today, <laughs> start there. Yeah. And then also have done that throughout, uh, you know, our existence. So, you know, kudos, kudos to all. Yeah, it's a good day. And I think especially off the back of what was, you know, last week we were talking on a Tuesday, it was election day and there was, you know, angst, uh, angst is a good word. Yeah, I would say so. There's just a lot of people that maybe got a little, uh, you know, a little angry, maybe at, at, at other, other people in this country but over, an, over different it's an issues. Awesome, awesome privilege. It, it, it is. I mean, that's, that's one of those things. And that seems to kind of pale in comparison. Now, just one week later, when yep. you think about the bigger picture of what it means to be in this country and how special it is and how some of those maybe maybe big differences to some people maybe aren't quite as big when you think about it under the umbrella of, of the flag and of what well, our it, veterans have done. To and at the end of the day, we get to. We, we exactly. get to, we get to actually vote. We get yeah. to actually put folks in. I mean, I, that's a, that's just an amazing thing. Yeah. I mean, our forefathers, I mean, if you really think back and how they, 
you know, put this whole thing together and talk about standing the test of time. I mean, I can't even imagine, you know, I mean, what they did, what, what they were thinking at that point and, uh, and what they were able to put together. It's yeah. amazing. It really did, is. They did a nice job. But yeah. They, yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> solid job. Scheduling. Yeah, yeah. They really laid it this, out pretty this, well. This pod ex- approves, you know, amazing. <laughs> this pod approves. Oh, oh, that's a good note, I think, to wrap things up on, Bill. As always, big thanks to David Folsky, our producer, Bill Chaves, of course. I'm Alex Heiner. Thanks again for listening. Enjoy the week of UND Athletics. We'll talk next week.